This is Incorporate Zimcast. This is Incorporate Zimcast. That's true. That's false. The podcast is live. The Zim dream is alive. I agree. Welcome to the Incorporate Zimcast. This is Incorporate Zimcast. With your host, Joe Sana. with us but obviously uh i've always got my co-host who is denoted uh, changwa um but let's start off and and just introduce our co-host and we've got michelina chindia and nasha mutizwa um you know i don't really like giving people introductions because the best way to describe someone is let them describe themselves um yeah so you know uh nasha go ahead and just let the people know who we've got on the platform Okay, I am Nyasha Kevatsiva. I am a journalist, a media personality. I used to work in radio. I now work in TV. I travel all across the continent. I have a passion for Africa and my country is Zimbabwe. So that's what I'm about in short. In brief. Perfect. Perfect. And uh Michelina, you can go ahead. Um so I'm a financial advisor um and an offshore wealth management firm. Um cash. You know. <laughs> you think that. Um yeah, so I, I specialize in tailor making wealth solutions for individuals. Um so finance is my profession but fitness is my passion. Um and you know I've really been trying to use my platform to you know put out the message of self discipline through through the love ah self love through the discipline of daily fitness um by you know just sharing my journey with others so yeah that's me that's fucking cool so um we've got two very 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 amazing ladies that are you know just doing so much um good and spreading so much positivity and um just being an inspiration to a lot of young women and men to be honest because you know personally um when i first found out about both of you i was like wow these uh ladies are really really you know putting the hard yards in and knocking the ball out of the park so you know big hand to you guys um thank you absolutely, so, absolutely. like um just that just yeah. to add on to that you know um i think we both had your spotlight on incorporate zoom and you know right. just just the way that you know like i think my, like when we put mikey and we put nyasha on twitter everybody just was so shocked like you know that these are young zimbabweans doing all these things um in different you know in different areas of the globe cuz nyasha in in like sure. <laughs> in congo you know like <laughs> that's not that's not a common story and like everyone's just blown away with exactly what you guys are doing and i think what really stands out about both of you is just how you've managed to to leverage the most out of all the opportunities that come your way. You know, I I, I don't even think some of you get a rest. I think before we started this podcast everybody was a bit tired just because I know everyone's putting in the hours. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's yeah, yeah, putting yeah, in exactly. the hours. You're juggling in a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. So, that's just that's just fantastic to see. Um, do you know when we spoke me and Tino spoke about 
what we really wanted the podcast to be. So, you know, we were we were discussing, trying to see how we want to move about it. And we got a couple of, should I say, categories that we want to talk about. So, Tino, you wanted to speak about leveraging, right? Yes, I wanted to talk about leveraging. Leveraging opportunity. Yeah, I think I think that was today's message. You know, like... Um, right. Just, you know, in every opportunity that you have, you know, whether it's... Um, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I'm not going to get paid for something. Should I really do it? And I always say that, you know, you can even make something out of a pro bono situation. You can make the most of right. it. You know, um, and you can you can leverage that to to get other opportunities that, you know, in the end might actually result in some material gain. But it's mm. so important that, you know, whatever opportunity you're doing, that, you know, you, you use it to the best of your advantage. And I think, Mikey, that's something you do really well. And that's something that's always really stood out about you where, you know, everything you do, you really make the most out of it. Um, I think like even just on LinkedIn, you know, like a lot of times people say, whatever that you're doing, you should be, you should be updating people. You should let people know like this is exactly right. what you're doing. So that, yeah. that's how leveraging came about. I think leveraging is actually, um, yeah, I think that's something that got me to a like ended up with me being on like BBC mm-hmm. is because initially it started off with um, I was doing states of business um, and then someone happened and at the time states of business didn't pay it was just we were recording in Christopher's garage and it was just purely mm-hmm. because he wanted to put out content and then states of business aired on YouTube and then that then someone from capital when yasha actually used to work wasn't even yasha um he watched it on youtube and said you know what i want to have you come on on state of business i mean sorry on on radio and give an analysis of the national budget in terms of what you expect and then because of that interview that i did on radio which was literally just also like i was just going there to talk on radio um some there were already journalists in the country um who were you know they were fighting to hear what was going to happen with this national budget when it was going to get announced and people were anticipating it because it was the first budget post Mugabe. and then a journalist was already here heard that and then said you know what we want to get you on on um focus on africa and essentially that's how i ended up doing the that like my first interview ever on bbc which essentially then opened up a lot of doors for me um but it all started off with just doing things because you're either passionate about it or you know you can always just leverage one situation to get a lot out of you know like something else and it can lead to other things that that will open up a lot more doors for you yeah that's facts and that's facts and just moving over to nyasha you you are a lady that's also leveraging so much opportunity because you know you didn't start where you are today right no, not at all. Um, I, I'm learning, I'm learning a lot about humility, and right. I, I think that's where it starts because for me, um, leveraging is using something to maximize advantage, right? So it's the little things, the little people, it's the text messages, it's the emails, it's not being afraid to take a risk. So actually, the the job that I had at African News uh, as a television broadcaster, uh, I got it on Twitter, just by being active oh, wow. on Twitter. That's that's all it is. I used to share all my podcasts and radio. Um, 
I, I just used to share things a lot on LinkedIn, as you mentioned. I didn't do anything fantastic, so I didn't send any special type of application. I didn't have any contacts. It was all social media. Even the next project that I'm getting into, it was just by sending someone a message. Oh, I'm available. I'm hunting for this. I'm interested in this project. Never think that someone is too small. Never think that that email is not going to work or just communicating with someone who you think, ah, no, are they really going to consider me? Just keep people aware of what you're doing and the little project, even if it's just an idea. I've spoken to so many people where I'm like, um, you know, I've had this thing uh, on my brain. It might, I might not even have the full uh, project yet. Just a little thing like, oh, you know, I had this idea that let's talk about this type of African musician or this type of cultural story. And it ends up becoming something bigger than I had even planned just because of just taking advantage of the the little people and the little things and the little ideas and the oversharing. It really, really works. Right. That's mm. that's so that's so true. That's so so true. And um, I love how you spoke about just keep keep pushing out content, and that's persistence, and that's something that that falls in line with with both leveraging and fitness. Because you know, um, sorry, I'm I'm struggling to to get my network. I don't know why my network is acting a bit crazy today. So I'm coming in and I'm doing? coming out. Um, but I was just I was just hearing what you're saying, Anya. happening again oh he's gone out again Mm. i'll just carry on Uh, so you know uh when when both of you speak you know i'm getting persistence in there you definitely have to be persistent because these opportunities don't come easy and for you to leverage opportunity you have to keep knocking on specific doors that aren't opening until you break them down and um it's something that goes along with fitness as well you don't go into the gym today or run today and expect to see results even in a week it's something that mentally you have to keep pushing on to in order to get where you want to and um just to ask michelina over here persistence how important is that in not only your career but also in your personal life in terms of your like you said fitness in the fitness area that you're talking about um yeah persistence really does go a long way i mean especially in this like you know age of social media and you see a lot of like before and after pictures online it gives people a sense of instant gratification and people start to get the the idea that you know you can lose weight and switch it up in a matter of like a month or two um with actual fact it requires you to be persistent and consistent for for months um even like years hey and then once you achieve your body goals you have to let's say if you, if you lose the amount of weight that you wanted to, you have to then maintain that by still, you know, being consistent and, and like pushing through. Um, because I have a lot of people, like my followers, they message me and say, you know, I'm three weeks in and, or even like one month in and they already, you know, feel like giving up. Um, right. And I have to remind them that you really have to be, you know, it's just mind over matter. You really have to be persistent. Things will get tough. There'll be times when your body plateaus and you don't see results. Um, And, you know, like I said, it takes months. So you really have to be persistent in order to achieve the results. Um, A lot of hard work goes into it. Um, So it really does does go a long way. I mean, like I've seen it with with Nyasha, even her journey. She's been sharing it on social media. 
and the one thing I've noticed that because you know there have been times when it's been hard but she still keeps pushing through um, even when it might be discussed it just goes to show that it plays a big part in, in achieving your goals and actually being successful um, on your fitness journey absolutely I, oh, I actually just want to say kudos to both of you because I, I see you both doing your thing especially um you know you, you spoke about your before and after and every time i see your, mikey your before and after i just can't believe it i'm like is this <laughs> which is uh which is absolutely <laughs> no like <laughs> when you've uploaded i'm like i, I can't even believe like i'm like how the how should you and you know like I'm just like people actually before yeah I know Mikey's before and she knows my before like we it's it, it, Mikey yeah. has worked very very hard to get to where she is and like she's saying people only see like what you're saying like you're seeing the after like you can't believe that Mikey and Gaini Matama Akadaro but there was also um you know a person that you used to be we all used to be someone else it's not just about fitness it's having that thing inside you and that motivation to to change it can be anything it can be quitting a bad habit it can be finding a job it can be losing weight it's mental it's a mental strategy it's a mental game absolutely uh, yeah and I, I totally agree with you I totally and I'll, agree I'd with love you to say something on that hi guys yeah mm-hmm. go on go on uh, I think um, change also there's a thing there's a negative connotation when it comes to change people are scared of changing because they feel like it would mean what they are doing is not okay but people need to also understand that change does not necessarily mean you're doing anything wrong because you hear people say I don't need to change it's not like I'm doing anything wrong but every season right. has its own technique, mm. has its own skill, demands a certain version of yourself. And um, honestly, like I remember, like Mikey when she posted her pictures and she was saying, "Oh, you know, I used to be this." I'm like, "You know what? I think I still think you used to be beautiful. Like, it's just a different version of you. Right. Maybe with Absolutely. you yeah. know different different looks and different habits, but it doesn't necessarily mean that." you're wrong where you are but it just means you want to elevate and elevating means you're, you're leaving a bit of weight from where you are to the next level oh totally and just for all our listeners that's Tiwana she's part of the incorporate zoom team she's pulling up with that late buzzer beater <laughs> coming in with the facts <laughs> pulling up with some facts no Tiwana that's totally right it's, it's, it's very important to understand that changing doesn't mean you know um, you're doing anything wrong. It just means that it's time for you to change course and take a specific path. And I'm also going to share something that's similar to me is when I moved out to Vegas, um, my intention was to just visit my uncle. Um, so, you know, my, my aunt, sorry. So I was like, I'm going to visit my aunt for a month in Vegas and then I'm going to fly back to, to Massachusetts. So I get to Vegas and, you know, I'm, I'm a very financial oriented guy i love money and you know when i get here i see all these opportunities and i'm like you know there's something going on over here so what i did was i went over to a shop and i bought a bike and then um because at that point you know uh i was gonna be here for a month i was like you know let me get a bike let me cycle around and just understand the area so i cycled around understood the area and i was like okay there's a lot going on over here so i started heading up businesses started talking to people obviously you get you get you get sent away a couple of times 
but you keep moving and then you keep pushing and now you know my intention was to fly back to Massachusetts two months ago but I permanently moved here because of the opportunity so that persistence to just keep going and change your course like you say you, you know your plans you can plan one thing but as 2020 has showed us you know life will show you different things that will take you into a complete 360 a complete yeah. 360 and now the matter of the fact like we said is leveraging what are you going to do with that opportunity because i feel opportunities well for me um are disguised as problems and when you solve those problems you you um that's when you leverage those opportunities and i don't think a lot of people especially young ages are i can't say not leveraging the opportunity but they're failing to see the opportunity that's out there um and i want to just say it from a perspective of a young person um uh Mikey yeah how much opportunity do you think is out there in this world for young people when the world is saying there's not much opportunity because i know a lot of people right now that are just saying you know there's no jobs there's no this this you know there's a lot of just a dark cloud in the sky right now of there's not much you can do you know what i think the opportunities are there in the sense that we will have to create them for ourselves um because essentially even in the employment sector with with like in the finance sector there aren't many jobs because a lot of people at the top are like the finance executives are maybe mid 40s late 50s early 50s and they're probably going to be there until retirement so even like progressing you know up the hierarchy in institutions is almost it's very hard and sometimes it feels like it's not going to happen for another 10 15 years and you're going to be stuck there because they're not going to move out of the way um like right. there's no opportunity for growth and what i've noticed is that especially with some of the friends who i see excelling it's it's just that they create the opportunities for themselves um mm-hmm. and you know pursue whatever it is that they want to um without waiting for a company to employ them they just go for it in terms of their startups or their businesses and you know i think we just have to do it for ourselves because especially like in zim where there's high unemployment um and you know the most of the people who are actually employed are in the informal sector which are you know like entrepreneurial jobs and and businesses along those lines so we just have to create that opportunity for ourselves um at the end of the day but so, you see can i can i hop on to that one yeah, yeah. go on Um well, you know you can talk about what's going on in the uh corporate world but I've noticed having traveled uh, many parts many regions of the continent and especially being in Congo for a couple of years mm-hmm. where there are no jobs for young people here none mm-hmm. at all so you see that young people have a deep entrepreneurial spirit and I thought that was the case for us in Zimbabwe but it's not here you will see someone with next to nothing i would tengesa kana ma ma beer you know a pakona i would tengesa to hembe i would eat something and i feel like young zimbabweans are afraid or we're afraid to be looked down upon kuti you know how we are not tengesa ma zambia or you know i no tengesa i no tengesa chikafu you know someone i no gonna wait aka dollars adza kake idea and yeah end up becoming a restaurant um, owner or whatever the case may be that's so and, I, on that, and i've noticed like- kuti um 
young Zimbabweans, kuti, hey, sure, what will people think of me if I am doing this kind of thing? Cannot airtime or but I've yes. seen people here, young African, young Congolese that are not afraid to just try, even if it fails. I don't know if we have that kind of spirit as young Zimbabweans. That, that's a PowerPoint. Um, um, and just I wanna, to add... I just want to say something on that. I was laughing just now because I'm late to the podcast because I was on the phone with Tino and I forgot about it because I got really excited to go get something I always wanted to buy, but I just didn't have the money for it. I just sold... I sell ice cream. I literally sell ice cream here and it's really hot. So people are buying and I think it's a few people in my generation that would be comfortable doing that but i'm making a good money out of it and now we're even thinking of mixing with you know with uh, vodka and making lollies these are like (laughs) really fun things to do and you know what's more fun is spending the money but people don't realize that and i think it's egotism that we're so sometimes too self-centered because we don't want to be seen picking up something to become on the top and that's the problem so I think when it comes to opportunities, I think it's all mindset. What you, mm-hmm. what your m- mind can create and accommodate. Some minds can't accommodate big dreams, and that's the problem. They don't. Ooh. <laughs> nah. Okay. Oh, and that's, oh, facts. that's facts. And I really, I really support. Go, go ahead, I really you know. support what both uh, Nyasha and uh, Nyasha. That's such a PowerPoint because incorporate them was established, you know, because we want to spread across. That, that entrepreneurial spirit that you're talking about, you know, that you can start your business, that, you know what, people should support grind. You know, like, I think it's, it's slowly transitioning, but, you know, as the days go by, we're actually supporting each other's brands. Like, I think even on Twitter where you say, like, we need your brand and then the person, you know, slowly but surely, we want to, to change the mindset where we're actually supporting what our friends are doing, what, what businesses they're doing. So if, if I'm going to share something on my story, it has to be, it, it went more from jokes to something like, I need to share my friend's business. He's grinding out, he's doing this. And you know, yeah. that's right. what we wanted to do with Incorporate Zim, where it's like, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever grind it is that you, you need to, your grind needs to be your life. There's like you need to not, there's market for it, exactly. And you need to make it front page. It's not something you should be shy about. And you know, on that perspective is every time, every time I doubt myself, and, and my services and my business is when I think that there are people who are selling bottled water in this world. There are major companies that are making millions of bottled water. So if they can sell bottled water, how can I not succeed in doing any, any other thing? Yeah. And I just look at it from that perspective of, are you doing it to impress people or are you doing it for yourself? Um, because a lot of people might want to get into business and entrepreneurship for the look, for the status, for the, for the popularity that comes with, okay, he's a successful businessman. But at the same time, what does success mean? Because there is no blanket success. Success is different mm-hmm. for every person. And a lot of people won't become successful because they don't define their success. You look at a rich person and say, he's successful. I want to be like him. But you don't understand that he took parts that you don't want to take. You think it's all rose gardens on the way. Um, and he knows the part that he wants to take. 
but people don't want to define their own path. And that's one thing that I've really realized that if you start defining your path and defining what success means to you, it starts kind of aligning itself for, for you. Like a lot of doors and opportunities that have come for me, it's after I've committed to something. When I commit and say, okay, I'm going to do that. That's when automatically, I don't know how it is, I just start seeing opportunity. I just start seeing opportunity everywhere. And amongst this whole pandemic and everything going down, I'm still able to find opportunity, which means, you know, there is no excuse to to not succeed, no matter where but, you are. But, it's, but difficulty is going to be the problem in different situations. No, I think also on that, you know how, like, there's some classes that once said, like, when, when a witch doctor wants things, people are ready to, like, provide them. But when God has, like, requirements, people want to mm-hmm. compromise. It's the same thing with, with it's hard work. People want to receive, they want to earn fast, but when it comes to sacrificing, they want to compromise what they can sacrifice with their own dream. And I think for for people to actually get on top, they need to know that sacrificing, not sacrificing sacrifices for your own dream, leads you to sacrificing your dream entirely. And, and eventually you're working for someone else, your life is based on someone else giving you money and all these things. So we need to be also willing to sacrifice. Zim is very tough years, but you need to be able, you need to be willing to sacrifice certain things. It could be a lifestyle. It could be, you know, routine. It could be anything just to get you where you want to be. Totally true. So just just to move out of the whole uh, area of business and opportunity and finance, I just want to, go touch on mental health again you know this is a topic that um i feel is really really uh overlooked in a lot of entrepreneurs um a lot of people talk about mental health but i've never really come across mental health for entrepreneurs um so since we've got tiwana in tiwana just go on and talk to us about how um you know, just being an entrepreneur can affect your mindset and ways that 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 you could you could go against that. And then I'd love uh, Nyasha and Mikey to also just come in into that and ways that you guys have handled um, mental health issues that you've gone with. Because I know everyone's everyone's had a had a little Situation. you know mm. time where they felt. Well, for me, I, I have an organization called PIF, which is Passion, Innovation, Awareness, and Foresight, and I look at. Uh, mental health particularly in corporate um environments right now we're looking at universities but we're trying to get into corporate world because looking at the stats i don't know in south africa if i'm if i'm if i'm sure it could be seven percent of the um uh, economic value going down the trip because of mental health issues and it's still they're being underlined because people don't understand that for you to produce, you need to be mentally healthy. So mentally, so yeah. mental health, but what, we, what mental health is, is how you tackle your everyday tasks. And, and this is coming mm-hmm. from your brain, this is coming from your psyche. So if your psyche is not okay, you're not going to work to your optimum. This is why we, I would personally encourage people to invest in themselves more than in their job. Because when lockdown came, we saw how awful our bosses are showing their true colors, caring about profits more than caring about our health. 
we see so much corporate governance being compromised during lockdown and so many questions what matters more profit and lives and for you to even come to a point where you're asking those things it means people don't understand the value of women or humanity so installing humanity back into the corporate world is also trying to give a balance to everyone involved mental health and trying to create a place right. where people can work happily this could be maybe hr how you know well, i've had a conversation on how hr especially in places where there's so much racism they cater for only maybe a, a few reason or a few group of people and all these things these are things that affect a person these are things that make a person not enjoy going to work and that affects profit directly or indirectly it's expensive mental health is expensive well, so but if we focus on it we're not going to have these problems in the future very true and i'm just going to channel to mikey here because i know one thing that gets my mental in shape is when i work out and i usually wake up every morning early to to work out i always have to beat the sun up i don't care what day it is monday through sunday i have to beat the sun up because some some something about just beating the sun up is magical to me to a point where mentally i'm strong enough to take on any obstacles that comes in through the day why because i've i've been able to challenge myself um to get up to put my body through everything that it goes through when i'm working out that way mentally it's changed my mindset completely allowing me to pursue my goals of the day and mikey just how 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 is fitness and working out and just staying in shape good for you mentally but also for your performance in every aspect of your life um so for me like in terms of uh fitness that's literally how i cope with everything um mm-hmm. it's my coping mechanism um in terms of when i get stressed because my job can be stressful and even what i try to do on the side um it can get very overwhelming um and sometimes it's it's so good at the end of my day to just know because i train after once i'm done with work like after 5 so 5:30 till about okay. 7 i go and train and it's it's my way of like releasing stress letting it out and by the time i actually leave the gym i feel good and you know like working out helps you you know release something similar to endorphins and gives you that good happy feeling afterwards which is why a lot of people even once they're done working out they feel amazing um you have way more energy mm-hmm. and my energy levels are up um and it even actually enables me to get home after work and get in a bit more work in the evenings um and it's also helped in terms of like just that work and getting enough sleep um i mean when i when i came back from uni my sleeping pattern was horrible um and that's around the time i started working out and i even struggled at work initially because I just wasn't sleeping right and I wasn't getting enough hours in and it also is helped in terms of managing my sleeping pattern getting enough rest I wake up refreshed um and I have you know the energy to tackle on the day and I feel good mentally um as well um so yeah it is really just it is my coping mechanism it really goes goes such a long way I mean it's also good for like your self esteem and your confidence you know um yeah. as you you know as you gradually progress or even when you start and you've barely seen any changes you already feel good about yourself um which is which is great in terms of just how you go about you you know how you carry yourself on a day to day basis um so it's really helped me in that sense oh yeah and um nyasha one thing i really want to learn from you is self awareness 
uh, because the position you hold or um, being in front of being on TV and uh, being on the news every single day is that you always have to be self-aware of everything you say, do and everything basically because you know you, it's, it's being monitored 24-7 and everything that you say or do is kind of going to have an impact on on your on yourself so how how do you improve your self-awareness or how can i improve my self-awareness uh because i understand that's something that's really needed in your in your field yeah absolutely but um i think that goes for any anyone trying to be successful it has nothing to do with being in broadcast or being on tv if you're trying right. to be successful you have to be aware of your movements you, what you post on social media um what you say in front of people but i think it's more it shouldn't also hinder you from being yourself right so i just want to stop right there for uh-huh. a second you know because you know you said what you post on social media and then also stop you from being yourself those are right. two very key points because um you know a lot of people will judge you based on what they post on social media but at the same time social media is just basically a diary that people are showing off themselves a documentary if i should say off themselves because i look back at my instagram feed or whatever it is and i look back to my first post which is probably 2014 or something like that. and i just look at my growth and i'm like okay that's 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 how i'm growing when i look at some of the posts that i put into there and i'll and i'll be like that was a bit you know over the top but at the same time i'm like but that was me confident expressing myself so how do you get that balance of what you know is going to hinder you and at the same time still being able to express yourself well that's a difficult one because you never know what is going to affect you or harm you or hinder you in the next 5 years how far right. do you i just want to ask you guys how far do you go or do you hold back on social media do you think about the consequences of the next year the next 5 years do you think oh if my boss saw this this might affect me or if my lamweni my future lamweni <laughs> like if my future in law saw this do you guys hold um, back do you guys me? think about oh. it when you're posting like okay to uh go ahead honestly i don't because for me i'm because my brand is like fitness and finance right and initially when i started people would even tell me what kind of advice or post in like a crop top and expect to get clients and essentially i didn't want people to box me in in terms of how i should be because i'm a financial advisor obviously i'm going to take things right. to a certain extent or whatever but i really like to be myself around people because I don't I don't want to change who I am. I want people to um you know like me for who I am or not like me for who I am. Um because it's really hard like if you're going to box yourself and live some sort of facade because my manager even said that to me in the beginning because he was like what image are you trying to there's a time when I was really like walking on eggshells in terms of what I said or did. And and he was like it's going to be like this for the rest of your life. And then you just just be yourself and let people accept you as you are because I really don't want to be put into a box. So if you see on my Twitter, um, obviously, like, you know, I don't think, well, what will my boss think? Because that's how I am with my boss. 
um obviously there's some things you can't do because of the corporate brand uh, or the company and stuff like that but i do try my best to be myself and have people just decide on you know whether or not they they like me or not based off of that um i'm not gonna try like you know to try and cover it up and and be a bit hush hush about different things um oh yeah and for me to be honest i'm i'm at that point where i don't really care anymore, <laughs> <say>. um, <laughs> you know because at the end of the day you can judge me all you want but that's not going to affect me because what where i am today is based on who i am and every experience that i've had so you know you can judge me based on what i post but what I'm posting is what makes me. What's your so, job? Like, what do you do? Uh, I don't have oh, okay. a job. I'm, I'm more of an independent contractor. Oh, okay. So, but I work with a lot of corporates. So my image still does, does play a part. But then I've actually had some people say they don't want to work with me because of the image I portray on social media sometimes. And I say that's perfectly fine because you have your preference and I have my preference. You know, because if, if I'm going to be boxed in, then I can't be creative. Because I'm in marketing a lot. And in marketing, it requires a lot of creativity. A lot of creativity. I'm basically making a campaign out of nothing, out of thin air, to try and bring you customers. So when I look at it from that perspective, I need to be expressing myself outside of the business to actually be able to come in to your business with some creativity. So if I can't express myself, then how am I going to express your business? So that's why I'm at that point. And at the same time, another person told me you should refrain from swearing a lot. And I said, you know what, if it bothers you, I'm sorry, but that's something that I use to express the statements that I'm bringing out. You know, if I have to bring a swear word out, it fits perfect for that sentence. And it's expressing to you how important that sentence is based on the and swear words that I use. I don't think it's a big deal. Thing, um, like when it comes to corporate media, like Gary Vee said it, he's like, why worry about me using fuck when there are people dying and there's a lot to your personality, you have problems. So why are you worrying about right. a dictionary that is not elevating you broken anyway? That's true. That's true. And I, I just wanted to, to answer oh, yeah. um, Nyasha's question. Uh, because, Nyasha, you asked, do you guys think about, you know, like uh, the consequences, like five years, ten years of what you post on social media? And I, I think I think the older you get, you definitely have to take that mm-hmm. into consideration. I, I, yeah. I mean, I look at, you know, the stuff that I used to post back in the day, and I'll be like, yeah, I probably wouldn't post that now. Um but I also want to strongly point out what Mikey said, where it's just, you know, you have to still be yourself. I think it's very important to, to, to be authentic. And I think one thing I always say when I'm posting on social media is follow your gut. So if, if I post something and I, I, I feel like I'm having second guesses about it, then it's probably not the right thing to do. But so usually with that, that's, that's, that's what I always say, just try follow your gut. And I also think yeah. just the main thing is just to to be authentic, you know? Like, if going out and posting that is what you're about, then that's... Like, if that's what I'm about, that's what I'm about. And that's what you're going to see. You know what I mean? And so... Right. Like, right. For, for, for me, I, I think on, on that, in terms of, like, the five-year thing, what I actually do, because 
this tweet this year i could convince myself five years it won't matter but it might so to me i i actually google myself religiously literally almost every year i google myself and i actually reflect on my um on my you know um in my my print my my social media print and this is what if someone i want someone who i look up to uh and someone or some you know we all have we all have those people that we look up to and we say if we get there then we're there if that person needs to see your 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 social media or whatever would they have the same opinion of you um though i really limit what people think because i'm i think i'm very self-influenced um there are times I, I actually don't understand you know like how you get like followers and then the next thing everyone's unfollowing you I've, I've like there are times I, I try to understand that like oh what is what is going on do i need to do something about it and i found it very exhausting and expensive it's expensive in terms of time because people always change their mind all the time you could be doing what they want today tomorrow they want another thing altogether but if you're self-influenced it's your own pace and whoever you're going to work with will be less expensive because you're not changing anything they want you are the person they want for that product so i think just being authentic but right. also just clearing your, your your blueprint on social media and cleaning it up cleaning the dirt because as we are also dealing with physically the certain things that we want to undo or take back is the same way on social media we need to go back and look at the things that we wouldn't want on our profile now. You bring an interesting point. I just want to ask everybody here, what do you guys take on the whole cancel culture when people bring up a, like a celebrity's old posts, old tweets, and they use it to discredit them? What do you guys, what's your opinion on that? Um, just before we get into that, we're coming up to 45 minutes, and um, I'm not sure how much time... Mikey and Yasha, you guys still have? Yeah, I still have to like about 10 past 5. Yeah. Okay, well, because I'm, I'm about to to get off. But um, just before we get on to that point, um, maybe we can round off another 10 minutes and then, we could, and then we could end it off. So, yeah, like cancel culture, okay. I can go on to first on that one. I think it's stupid. Especially if it's, if it's something like one thing that I saw was uh, the Kevin Hart thing. He posted something um, homophobic in 2011, and people crucified him in 2019. You know, this guy has had one of the best growths. Well, personally, for me, I look up to him because he's grown up to be such an inspiring man. Um, yes, he's done a lot of effed up stuff, but then... You know, if you just look at his growth, the way he speaks, the way he talks, the way he, he um, his work ethic, that's something that I just value about the man. You know, he's changed so much within nine years. It's difficult to judge someone based on nine years difference. Like, somebody can change within six months. I don't know. Like, think about it like this. Nine years? Let's say it's not homophobic. Um, it's like, let's say, because it's something that applies to you. Let's say if someone says something racist. There's a guy I went to uni with. Um, he's a rapper now in the UK um, and then he said something about um, Nigerian culture and you know people were loving him because he brought that into one of his raps so someone brought up like because um, he raps a lot about black culture because he, he had black friends even in uni he had black friends 
then someone bought up tweets from him like 10 years ago uh no actually not even 10 years ago because i remember at that mm-hmm. point in time yeah we were in uni so that was eight years ago eight years ago when i was actually in uni with him he would tweet about um zimbabweans in the uk um likening them to be the ones that are you know related to a lot of the crimes and being dirty called nigerian girls dirty described their private parts in unflattering ways and just talked about african people and black people such a degrading way right so if that was your thinking like eight years ago surely if someone let's say someone says something like that let's say it's not about black about gay people but let's say black people um if you think about it that we're not saying one is more important or less important than the other um but think about it in that way um something that you can you can relate to i don't know if you're straight or not but i'm just saying would you still be ex- okay that? so because he went on mm-hmm. he had tweets everywhere about black people like it was bad it was really right. bad even i couldn't look at him the same okay so if i'm understanding the scenario is now it's about five yeah. ten years after and we're looking back yeah. at what he used to say right first of all i need to analyze who is he now i'm looking at the present because yes everyone has a past no one has a perfect show me the perfect person today show me the perfect person on this planet today no one has has never done anything bad in their past right so the fact of the matter is has he learned from his mistakes that's what i look for yes yes he made a mistake 10 years ago as he learned from it if he's still the same person but then, then it's not yeah, always not gonna, the case that you know if this person is oh, changed yeah. or not because like let's say Kevin Hart I can't talk on his behalf because I'm here so I, I, I think personally um, it might not necessarily mm-hmm. be why we should put, put, we should, um, put people on the cross but I think it's your responsibility as a person to clean up the dirt on your blueprint even in law they say if you say something maybe on 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 social media uh maybe to someone or whatever it is if you delete it it's, it's an act of taking back whatever you're saying or withdrawing whatever you've said so if someone else is speaking it from but at what point do you know that it's dirt and at what point do you know that this is valuable i could be saying something about Let's just use the homophobia example, right? Let's just say I say something about gay people right now or the LGBTQI community as someone who's this not aware. I, maybe I don't understand um what goes on with the transgender community and I tweeted today and then a year later I know I now know okay no transgender means this. But a year ago I didn't know what that right. means. It doesn't it, make it doesn't me necessarily make a, a bad, bad person. person. It just means I was an educated at that point. It doesn't, doesn't mean I must delete everything. Person. But to be on the safe side, I think our blueprint is our responsibility. If it means like I'm saying if it means every three months you, you go back on your tweet and you clean up your dirt or you, you just go and reflect on the things you used to say. The same way you could go back on chat and just go to like okay where did this go wrong or whatever i, I, I think like it's all responsibility but by that logic yeah but look. by that logic we're going to delete everything but look look we're going to be deleting everything. let me give you a pointer if 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 you're making for example i probably made over a hundred podcasts I probably offended someone in 100 mm-hmm. podcast. 
if you're posting 20 tweets a day, you're gonna offend someone in 360 days. Absolutely. Someone's gonna yeah, get offended. But, then if you, yeah, but there's seven billion, eight billion people. There are eight billion, seven billion people in this world. When you realize that someone's been offended, it's your job now to understand that you've offended someone. It's not about whether you, you see that, whether you feel that happens. it's not yeah, offensive. I guess, so. I guess you're right. Well, I, I think honestly, like, yeah, this is where also I would judge instead of judging the person. Because why would you speak to ADF? You couldn't find something recent? Because a lot of things happen. Like, people change every single day. But, but that's the thing, though. My question is that that's the thing. Why are we that bored to a point where we have to dig up someone's history yeah. just to find some bad stuff? Why not go back and look for the good things? Like, why, you know not, much... why can't we go back and look for, oh, she used to do charity, you know? Why Why does it have to be the bad things? Um. Yeah, totally. And, you know, like, I, I, I understand both perspectives. You know, people will take certain topics um, more mm. seriously than others. But if you're racist because in the past, of how you're it personally affects Like it happens. So when they find it, it's like saying, because at the end of the day, it was there, it was done. Whether or not it was good or bad is something else, but you did it. Own up to it. Okay. So that, well, I think in all that person guys, did it, they accepted it, they hold it on their chest. They did it. It's people it's always good to go back and just ask to be I used to I think category yes I I, I would want to question oh that network is a bit but sometimes it's, is that yeah, you're, you're it's so talk. hard to like because someone can literally just get a PR team draft a letter and then they say I'm sorry are you forgiven because you've seen it so many times even this dude like he had someone write up yeah. an apology it didn't really feel sincere but he apologized but it didn't even feel sincere what are you going to do to identify and show to us that you, you are know, changing um, and like taking time to actually understand where people are coming from but here's the thing here's the thing am I supposed to am I supposed to show the world and do something to show the world that I've changed or I could just be me carry on with my life but the way I behave now in the in my future years from that day on should reflect that i've changed i shouldn't go out of my way definitely not going out of your way yeah that and uh, yeah so i think i think we pay too much attention into the negativity um that goes around i'm a very positive person and and you know i saw this 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 tweet that said you know you've got a million dollars in the bank account and someone steals ten dollars are you going to go out of your way to mess up your day and just try find this person who stole $10? Or are you just going to go focus on a bunch of other things? Because that's that's the difference between what people are trying to get at you for and the rest of the stuff that is, is set up for you in your life. It's a big difference. So, and for me, I take things very critically because I know one thing can mess up my mental and for the rest of the day, I'm going to be messing up tasks. So I always just want to make sure if anything seems to be negative, I pull myself away, straight away. Because I feel that positive mindset is something difficult to get onto. And when you have it, you have to hold on to it. 100%. Mm. So, um, you know, if you've got any last remarks before we we shut off the, the podcast, but this has been a solid hour that we put in. 
I think they should list um, yes. bad Wi-Fi you know, you for threat to mental health. Like, <laughs> connection is uh, is terrible today. I keep coming in and out, and I like I'm like, yo, what's going on? What is going on? Um, they just don't want me to win. They don't want me to Go, win. Do yoga. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, personally, I I think that you know, um, even just before this podcast happened, you know. There's just so much respect around in the room. I mean, there was so much excitement to have you, uh, Mikey and Yasha. You know, um, you guys are doing a wonderful job, um, and I really hope that you you continue to do what it is that you're doing. And um, I think it's really, really inspiring. You honestly, like every time, you know, like I I said, you know, in the group, like uh, we're gonna have a podcast. Everyone was like, I, I want to speak to Mike. I want to speak to Yasha. So no, you guys, you need to be that ray of positivity. You know, um, you need to be that, you know, that that sunshine. Um, I think one of the most important things that we should all be doing as a youth right now is fighting, fighting, fighting any discouragement, like fight discouragement. I think that's the most important thing we need to do. Um, it was actually one of um, one of the one of the, the teachings of this past uh, week. Uh, days, you know, because of mental health and just everything that's going on, I've decided to go to church. And one of the, the most important things the pastor said is you need to fight off discouragement. You need to uh, let go away with this culture of complaining. You need to to be positive. You need to make sure that mm. you know that you don't you don't even give it thought. And I like what uh, Joey, what you said, where you're like, I hold on to my positivity with everything. And I really, I really think that that's something you guys both do. Uh, I just want to carry on. I just hope that you carry on doing that. Perfect. So, um, Tiwana, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, this was really, really good. And ladies, you're doing the most. And you are, you know, inspiring younger women like myself. So keep doing it. Even sometimes when you feel like you're not doing enough, you are doing a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I really enjoyed the hour. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, Michelina and Nyasha, you guys have just been a ray of sunshine on this podcast. Uh, the amount of knowledge um, and change of perspective that you've given me and to think about other things in depth. Um, because, you know, I have my way of thinking, but when you guys speak, you know, I get to understand and view certain aspects in a different way. And that builds me. So I just want to thank you for that and the time that you've spent with us on this podcast to just come on and enlighten us in various topics and various um, situations and scenarios that we've put across. I think we've had a brilliant hour um, and hopefully in future we could make a part two of this and and, and, and see where awesome. we are at, at that point. Thank you, guys. And keep creating content. Keep trying things. Keep failing and picking yourself up. Definitely. Keep working with young people. Keep pushing Zimbabwe. Keep pushing the youth. I love what Incorporate Zim is doing. We need more more platforms for young Zimbabweans. Please keep doing it. Perfect. So, uh, to all our listeners, thank you for for sticking around and listening to the podcast. Um, This has been brilliant. We hope you guys take in so much information. If you have to play it back to pick up some missed points, go ahead. You know, this is this is free uh, content on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google Podcasts, a whole bunch of other podcasts that we put on too. Uh, make sure you go follow Mikey 
and um, Russia on the Instagrams. Um, we definitely will put those in the bio and the description, and they have been highlighted and spotlighted on our Incorporate Zim profile. So you can definitely go ahead and see that. And uh, just one more time, thank you for listening. And it's been great to have all our guests on.